Welcome to the App or Not to App podcast with the app man, Jeremy Callahan, where we talk about why apps are not a luxury item and are essential to your business success. I've been in the mobile industry for over 20 years, and the question I always get is to app or not to app. Definitely, you must app. Mobile apps can help your business reduce costs, increase leads, and reduce manpower. An app is not a luxury item. It's a necessity. So let's get started making you money. Hey, Jeremy Callahan, and welcome to the show this week. And the topic is, this week is uh, app development in nine steps. So I'm going to give you kind of my high level nine steps that you're going to, that basically any app development project is going to go through. So it doesn't matter if you're a project manager, you're just a business that has a mobile app idea, you're looking to hire somebody, you have an internal team, you're a large corporation. These are the, the nine steps that anybody's going to have to do within any app development project. So the number one thing in any app development project, and we always start with an idea, right? Somebody in your organization right now has an idea for an app. You have an idea for an app. And so the first thing you do is, well, you, you try to figure out what to do next. And so the second thing, no matter what you do in any project, is you need to prototype. Okay, you need to prototype. So let's write it down. Okay, you're gonna prototype your idea. You're gonna actually take your pen and put it to paper. Uh, you could do a whiteboard. You could get your teams involved. You could do a number of things, but you need to put pen to paper. And there's a few steps, I'll talk about them right now, that you need to do to effectively prototype. So the first thing you need to do is define the problem you're going to solve, right? When you're prototyping. So a lot of people think prototyping is like everything the app's going to do, you know, like it could be doing 200 things that the app's ultimately going to do or your project's ultimately going to do. Now to get something out to market, you got to step back and do what we call the MVP. MVP is the minimum viable product. So the first thing you want to do is figure out the problem you're solving and then you want to figure out what is the minimum thing that we can develop to solve that problem. For instance, we're working on a, on a golf app right now. The golf app has music. There's tones within the music of when to start your swing, when to get to the top, and when to make impact. So by listening to music, you can hit the ball straighter, longer, farther, better, have perfect, perfect rhythm, tempo, and timing. So for the MVP, well, it turns out when we started looking at the swing, there was longer clubs, drivers through. If you're not a golfer, just follow along. Um, there's longer clubs like your driver, where you wanna hit the ball further. Then as you get closer to the green, you use other clubs, your irons, your mid irons, and your wedges, there's a different tempo and rhythm for that. And then when you putt, there's a different rhythm for that. So as we started creating this music, oh, oh, and I forgot, there's four tempos for each one of those. 
So you have four times three is 12. So we're already at, at 12, um, 12 tempos and timings and rhythms per song. So each song we have to do 12 times. Now you can, you can start to see this, right? 12, if we want a 20, we want a 24 songs, 24 times 12. I am no good at math. I'm not even gonna attempt to do 24 times 12, but whatever that number is, is what we were looking to do. So we knew we couldn't do all that. We have some limited funds as far as how much we're gonna pay the musicians. So we had to scale it back. So the first thing we did was we said, what it, and again, we're putting this out there. We love the idea. We've test marketed it, but what if it doesn't take off, right? So from an MVP perspective, minimum viable product, what can we get out there? What can we get in front of people that they can test and like it? And then if they want to, we'll add other stuff. So what we did is we're just doing the, the long irons and the wedges or the longer clubs and the wedges, and we'll leave the putting out and some of the, the chipping and the putting to version two. So that's what we're doing with the MVP. So whatever your product is, you need to step back a little bit and think what's the minimum thing we can get out in front of people for them to test. By the way, if you are looking for how to prototype, and this could apply to any product, but I have a free ebook on my website, jeremycallahan.com. Look for the free ebook. It's called Five Days to a Prototype. And I just broke a prototype, what you need to do to make an effective prototype down into five steps. You could maybe do them faster than five days. It might take you longer depending on what you're trying to do. But these are the five steps. Um, first one is um, considerations, MVP. What are you going to do? Um, and then defining a problem. Okay. And so ultimately, the next thing we're going to do is we need what we call avatars. Avatars, customer avatars, as they're known. So what we want to do is, is we want to define our ideal customer, our idea, the ideal person that's going to use our product. And by doing that, we can, that, see, the reason we want to define this up front before we've done any development in the prototype stage is because we have an idea, we have a problem. Now we are going to identify a specific customer. And the more specific, the better. So then that way, when we actually go to market, we know exactly, number one, we know who we're building it for. And then number two, we know exactly who we're going to market it to. So these are some important steps that you want to do. Okay. So once you have the avatars, and, and again, I'm doing high level stuff here today. That five day prototype book has um, in-depth stuff of what you want to do for a customer avatar. You could Google what an avatar is, customer avatar is. Um, you could do a design thinking workshop where you get all the people in your company or the, the stakeholders of the product in your company to come together and you do a workshop where you actually come up with the problem, come up with the MVP, come up with the customer avatars, all this stuff. So this is just high level stuff. This is the big nine, nine steps to develop a mobile app, but you can see that each one of these is very complex and we're just hitting them at a high level to give you good information today. So then the final step on the prototype is to create some UX. UX stands for user experience. So I could literally on this wall right here, I'll show you what we can do for UX. Okay. Um, bye. Right. 
These could do, this, these could be two app screens right here. And we could just have a number of app screens that we draw out. So we could, we could create kind of this prototype UX flow, user experience, how people will ultimately flow through our app. Now, getting back to, <laughs> hate to plug it again, but the five day prototype book, I actually have a website I use, it's called Ionic Creator. And then you can get a, you can get a free account there. And it's literally a website where you drag and drop. It's got a phone in the middle of it. And on one side, it's got buttons and links and things and you drag them and you put them on the phone and then you hit publish and you can actually send it to your, to your cell phone and look at the app on your phone, click through it and everything. So if you need help with prototyping or any of this stuff, obviously get in touch with me. So those are kind of the, the things that you want to start doing. Okay. To get, get going with the prototype. The next step, the third step that you need to do is you need to pre-market. Okay, you need to start doing some pre-marketing. Now, the reason we say pre-marketing is because you've, you've gone to all these steps, you have a problem, you have an MVP, you have an avatar, you have design. Now we need to determine if someone's gonna actually buy this product. Don't assume that somebody's gonna, you, I know you have a good idea. I have many good ideas that I've put out there and nobody used them. And so don't fall, um, don't make the mistake I have made throughout my career. As a software engineer and as a developer, I can program anything. So if I come up with an idea, what I used to do is I'd come up with an idea and I just start programming it and I put it in the app store or I put it on you know the web back when we did websites and then no one would buy it. So I would be out hundreds of hours of my time and most of the time my money as well thinking this is a great idea, someone's gonna buy it. And every time somebody saw it, they said it was a great idea, but nobody bought it. So pre-marketing, there's a number of ways you can do this. Um, I'll just give you one, you could, you know, in the days of social media right now, it's really effective to just create a Facebook page or an Instagram page and then drive traffic to it, just run some ads to it. For a hundred bucks, you could drive ads, you know, well, maybe, maybe you gotta test the ad, so we'll say like 300 bucks, you run an ad and then you, you continue to test it out. If people start clicking on it and if people start showing an interest to buy, now you're onto something. You could create a, a down and dirty little website with like a Stripe payment on there and actually see if you could get payments for uh, maybe something slightly related to your product. There are a lot of ways you can, you can pre-market. We had a guy, he had an idea for an app. It was a real estate app. And so what we did is we, we actually put a on the real estate signs is where he wanted to market. So we put a sign on the real estate market that's a text to this number. And then we just set up a Google phone number that anybody could text to and it would come, it would route to our phones. And it turned out nobody was, nobody was replying to the ad. So we knew we couldn't market in that, in that area. So that's, uh, that's the third thing, pre-market, okay? Um, I'm gonna have to erase this. So the next item that you're going to need to do in the process is number four, which is specification. You need specifications, right? So you got a prototype, that's cool, but you can't just hand the prototype to a developer and say, go develop this guys. 
We need, we need actual product specifications. So again, everything we've talked about so far doesn't require um, a lot of money. It does require a lot of time, but it doesn't require money and it's gonna get you to where you need to go. Once we get to the developers, we're gonna actually have to pay money. But right now, we're gonna talk about specifications. Okay, so specification is just a document and um, it's just gonna tell you everything that the app actually does. So for instance, um, you could have the app, on the top could be a header, there could be a button, um, or we'll say that's an image of the user. So we just would go like this, uh, user photo, right? And then we would just have arrows and then text of what all these elements do. And that's kind of our specification. Now, I've seen these done on Word documents, I've seen them done on PowerPoint, I've seen them super duper highly like developed over like Visio or a similar, similar uh, software like that that actually can do these and create high level specifications. So the level of detail you wanna do here is, is up to you. If you have a simple app, there might only be six screens on your app and you know, whatever the call outs are to do it. So varies by project size. Now, the fifth step is you need to detail all the tasks. You need D, detailed tasks. Okay, that's the fifth step. Detailed tasks, now what, what the heck does that mean, right? So we have the specification, can't we just give that over? Maybe, but detailed tasks would be better. So what we wanna do is we wanna take the specification and let's just say it's the login screen. And we take the, just the first page of the specification is the login screen. And on the login screen, now we have all the tasks that go along with it. So we might say, we need to store this in the database. We need to create a database. We need to, um, we need to create web hosting. We need to create a URL. We need to get a logo. So all the tasks that you need. And the reason you want detailed tasks is there's three main reasons. One is so your developers can do estimates. So they can estimate the hours on the specific tasks, okay? Number two is you'll have the, the tasks individualized into what we call stories. So the developers can break down all the tasks that so number one, they have all the tasks and they say like, this one takes eight hours, this one takes four hours, this one takes a hundred hours. And then the next thing we do is we, we have tasks, we have stories, we have detailed stories. So as they're developing, they can check off that they're done and they're not done, we're not done. And then the final thing, and this is very important, this is the most important, is the use cases. Okay, so we want use cases. This is ultimately what we're going to QA against. This is what our QA people right? So you might have a site like, like, let's say you have Uber. Uber has riders and drivers. So those are two separate use cases. Um, if I'm a rider, I have to register. Once I register, I have to select a car. If I'm a driver, I have to register. Once I'm registered, I have to put the app in my, my phone in the car and then pick people up, right? So these are different use cases. So we're starting to detail all these tasks out, okay? And that's, that's the next one is to detail all the tasks out. So, once we have the estimates, the time, well, we have the specification, rather, 
We have detailed tasks in the estimates, so we know all the de detailed tasks. We know the stories. We know what they actually, each one is. And then we have the use cases. Now, excuse me while I erase, we go to step number six, which is finally development. Okay, so we, now we can start development. And our developers know exactly what we need to build. They have good, they have a prototype to go for, they have specifications, they have everything they need. So now we can start development. Once we start development, our seventh task is to manage that development. So we gotta manage the developers. But if we did a good job in step number five and we created detailed tasks and detailed stories, now we know how to manage them. And I have a management process, it's a standard um, management process that I use. Everybody in the industry uses it. Um, sprint planning, sprints, daily meetings, daily stand-ups. If you need more information on how to, well, uh, actually for both of these, if you need more information on how to hire developers and how to manage developers, I'm your guy. I have uh, managed, developed, hired and managed developers in the United States, Serbia, um, Eastern Europe, I guess that's Serbia, mm -hmm. um, China, India. So I've done remote as well as here. Um, it's a little different remote. It's cheaper. There's, there's ups and downs to both of them. So if you need any help in either of these areas, hiring developers and managing developers and managing projects and how to do that, I'm your guy, jeremycallahan.com. jeremycallahan.com. The eighth step in the process of developing apps, so now we manage it, we're developing, is to launch. And not only to launch, but more importantly, to market. Market your app, get people to use it. So um, earlier in the process, I was talking about another step. The other step was the pre-marketing in step three. So pre-marketing is more than just finding a market, it's actually coming up with a marketing plan. So you don't wanna to get to eight and think, we better figure out a way to market this thing. Heck, you don't even want to get to six or seven and figure out how you're going to market. You better know how you're going to market this thing way back in step number three. Okay, so these are just some of the high-level planning things that we're going to do. And then finally, now that we've launched and we've marketed, the final step is it ain't over. It's never over. Okay. We are going to iterate. We're going to iterate. So again, we were talking about an MVP earlier. We always know that in the golf app that we're gonna add more music for the putting and the other stuff, right? So now we're gonna iterate, we're gonna start that plan. Essentially, we're gonna pretty much go back to the specification step, specify it, develop it, manage it, and then relaunch the app. And we're just gonna iterate through this process over and over and over again, and continue to roll out products. Now. High-level stuff here. This doesn't get into you know marketing, keeping people coming back to the app, keeping keep keeping people reusing the app, um, getting people to spend money. How to monetize apps? There's so many other topics, and I talk about them on the podcast all the time. This is to app or not to app. I appreciate you joining today. My name is Jeremy Callahan. I am the App Man, JeremyCallahan.com. I am here to help you with any and all steps related to not only mobile app 
planning, development, marketing, management of people, business development. I do a number of things related to apps. Please look me up. Please get in contact with me if you have any needs or need any help related to mobile or website or any other topics related to business that I could possibly help you with. Thank you for joining the show today.